my career is it's it's not plain sailing it's not on up on up it's i'm constantly battling to get to where i want to be i'm constantly fighting i'm constantly trying it was frustrating because i was like fit i was in shape and i wanted it so much and then you were kind of the door was getting closed in you and you were like there's nothing you could do when you retire from mm -hmm. football or playing football what's your career goal then stripper <laughs> Hello, how are you? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I hope you're well wherever you are and whatever it is you're doing this fine day. My name's Shabana Hearn and we are back with season two, episode one of What The Football. And it's so good to have you here listening and so good to have you looking forward to the return of the podcast. And I imagine you're even more excited because it is uh, the return of the Women's Super League as well. I hope you enjoyed the opening weekend I've been so stuck into all of the games. I managed to get to the Villa game against Leicester and get to the Emirates to see Arsenal against Chelsea, which was just an incredible derby game. I hope you enjoyed it. And it was also special to just turn on the TV, I imagine, and, and see it on mainstream channels instead of going searching for it on the FA Player app, uh, which we will still be able to turn to this season as well. But just exciting to know that women's football is on that platform that it deserves to be on. So excited to tell you that I have tied down somebody very special to do the opening episode of this season of the podcast. You've been asking for her for quite some time. I've managed to tie her down, even though we live under the same roof. We're never really together at the same time without chaos of kids or training just been getting in the way. So uh, I'm excited to tell you, Rusha, little John, my sister, is here with us. She's signed a brand new contract and you will be seeing her in the Women's Super League this season. Fingers crossed it all goes well. Rish has been through the mill, shall we say, all her life. She's been given amazing opportunities. She's not taken her chances. And now she's kind of fighting that uphill battle to get back to the level she wants to play at. This is a really interesting conversation. Maybe I'm biased because she's my sister, but she's honest. She knows what she wants. She's inspirational and she might give you a laugh as well. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you like it. I hope you share it. Please put it on Instagram. Please put it on Twitter. Tell everyone you know. And thank you so much again for tuning in to What The Football. Lovely to be back with you. I hope you enjoyed this one. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking the time to pop next door and join me in the garage for episode one of season two of What The Football. It's a Wednesday night, transfer deadline day, 9pm, and you have just signed a new contract. Kind of. I think so. <laughs> well, I think it's done. <laughs> I have a few more bits to fill out, um, but it was on the computer last night trying to do it and I was going to lose my marbles because I'm not very IT. So I uh, closed the computer, sent an email on my phone just saying I'll get back to it in the morning. You because... should probably sign that contract. <laughs> I've signed a contract, there's just a few other bits to get done, right. but I can't work or download Adobe for the computer and my head was gone, so I'd had enough. Okay, well tell us the good news, who have you signed for? I've signed for Aston Villa this season. Lovely replacing Jack Grealish, eh? I think I'm better looking, but um, <laughs> who knows? He's got better hair. Uh, well done. Congratulations. It's been a long time coming. Um, and it's been quite a challenging few months for you, shall we say? Yeah. Um, we're going, going from starting back where? Where are we starting back starting from? Starting back from it being announced that Carla Ward had left Birmingham. Yeah, obviously she left and I cried myself to sleep that night. <laughs> um, no, um, I was actually offered a new contract at Birmingham, but um, 
I was actually considering signing it. We were just negotiating, but then it fell through. Um, well, they rescinded it, which is fine, totally fine. Why um, did they rescind the contract? Yeah, a new manager came in, and I think he didn't fancy me. He'd previously worked with me. Physically so. fancy you? Well, <laughs> surely not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I think, um, yeah, he, he just didn't fancy me for his team, his squad, which is completely fine. You know, every manager's entitled to what they want and their own opinions, so you can only respect that. Um, so now you've signed your contract at Aston Villa, you're back under Carla Ward. Um, I might, I might say from personally, from knowing you all my life, I think your relationship with Carla and your thoughts towards Carla as a manager might be the best manager you've worked under for quite some time. I think our man management skills are very good in terms of, you know, I've been in a lot of teams, like for example, we just spoke about there, like, for instance, like certain managers don't like certain behaviours or they don't like certain characters, but I'm me. I'm always going to be me. I'm always going to say things, which is a joke. I carry on. It's meant to be light-hearted. It's meant to be fun. And I think Carla likes that. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the like last year's Birmingham squad, this year's Aston Villa squad, you can see the different characters. And she likes that. She likes what everyone brings to the table. She doesn't want everyone to be a robot. She doesn't want everyone, you know, just being... Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'd just be a, a type of person. Like, mm. obviously, she wants the team to be on the same, the same sort of pathway and on the, the same board, which is fine. That's right. But I think to get that, you've got to have different characters. You've got to be able to express yourself and have fun, but get the job done and take it serious. Like I would say for me, I don't think I've ever disrupted a training session. I'd not been like disruptive, mm. but. I will have a joke at the right moments mm-hmm. when you're in the group, when you're in speaking, I might say a wee, a wee phrase, a wee comment, but it's not to disrupt the, stress, the session. Obviously, I think I've got better at timing stuff well, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, some managers just don't like it, like which is fair enough. Like I said, each to their own. Like Everyone's got a different way. If we were all the same, it'd be very, very boring old world. So. Do you think that people see you as trouble? Yeah. I mean, I think I've got a reputation. I've got a bit of a history. But we see, I've got a colourful past. Um, but that's that. where I think um, I wouldn't say I'm bad. I think I've been stupid. I've been immature. I've not known when to when to shut up. I've not known when to not carry on. Maybe at times. Um, but like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's been on a football pitch. It's not been Doing on a training pitch or anything like that. Mm. It's been maybe at the the hotel or at dinner or whatever. Some people just don't like it. But I wouldn't say I'm trouble. Um, Obviously, obviously, I've had some moments off the pitch too, um, but I've learnt a lot. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change my past because I think it's made me who I am now, and I feel like I'm yeah, I like to carry on still, but I'm a lot more mature. Like a lot of people would say to me, "Rush, man, like you're boring now," and I'm like, "Right, <laughs> cool." But and they're so right. I know, but like there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, you, you need to grow up at some point, and I think I've finally grown up. Yeah, and. I'm not a bad person. I've probably been stupid in the past, but like I say, you learn from your mistakes. I probably take a bit longer than other people. You know how people say, look, learn from one mistake and that's it. I'm probably like times four and then I learn, but um, better late than never. One thing I'll say about you, hate to blow smoke up your arse, but on your deathbed, you'll never say you weren't honest. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You've always been true to yourself. Mm-hmm. I-, I like to, you know, not let the truth get in the way of a good story. You're not like that. You're very, very truthful and honest about things so well done on that 
And that's all your compliments uh, in this podcast finished. Uh, so moving into Aston Villa, what's the plan for this season then? What would be the goals for Villa? They were in the relegation battle mm-hmm. last season. Uh, Carla's brought in a very strong team of the people that she wanted. Um, how do you see it going? How's the team looking? I think it's been quite a disruptive pre-season due to COVID and stuff like that. But I suppose every team's had the same sort of problem. Mm-hmm. Um and now we're literally kicking off the season now, so it's just, it's been such a quick turnaround. I've obviously been in for what three, four weeks now. Yeah. Um, it's a really good group. Like I said, there's different characters, but I think that makes a team. You need that. There's different players, different type of players. Um, there's senior players, there's young players. The young players are really exciting. They've got big futures ahead of them, but it's great having the balance of the older players there to help them. There'll be different games, I'm sure, where different people are chosen to play. and um, But that's why you need a good squad, and I think she's got a good squad. Yeah. Like I said, there's, there's probably no like superstars, but there's players still wanting to prove a point, wanting to get the job done, wanting to prove to themselves that they can play at this level and you know do, do well for the team. I think there's a few girls like that, but that's what makes a good team. That's what makes a team you know up for the challenge. So it'll be an interesting season. Um We've not really, I don't think I should see on a podcast where we're setting our targets, but um, yeah, we've got, um, I'm sure we've got targets in-house that we as, as a group want to reach. Hmm. Um, obviously, we don't want to be in the relegation battle, but we could be. Um, but we've got people that are prepared to, you know, dig in and hopefully stay out of that. What's exciting about this season is that whether you like women's football or not, you're going to see a lot more women's football mm. because obviously of Sky and BBC taking over the rights, which for me is quite exciting and I think for women's football fans is very exciting. Um, uh, also, something to note as well is that all these clubs that are taking ownership of their women's teams, Aston Villa, um, you said when you went there the first day you couldn't believe the facilities and the, um, the, the class, like the level that you were training in. Um, what's that like? You know, tell us about the the setup at Aston Villa and how state of the art the the Villa facilities are compared to that of Birmingham, who were under scrutiny last season for their mm-hmm. facilities. Well, I'd first seen Villa in a pre season friendly I played last year with Leicester, and um, you just seen the facilities and you're like, right, this is this is beautiful, and it's just like the men's bits a wee bit higher up, and then you drive it on down, and then there's like the sort of women's facilities and everything you've got is there. It's perfect. The pitches are beautiful. Um, I think some of the boys' academy train on the pitches there too. But there's plenty of pitches. Um, but yeah, they're, they're gorgeous. I can't complain about my Achilles on them because uh, <laughs> they're in good nick. Um, are your Achilles better on that pitch than mine They'll always be sore, but they'll not be... It's not like running on concrete anymore, oh. which... Was partly affecting it. Yeah, it doesn't help it, yeah. So right now they're good. They're, they're still going to be sore, but they're under control. It's manageable. Uh, but yeah, the facilities are great. It's just a lovely environment. You know, you go and get your breakfast, do your prehab, go and train, get your lunch. The food's unreal. The chefs are top notch. <laughs> good boys they are. Um, so yeah, you can't complain. Like you're looked after really well, which is great. But you need that to be an athlete. You need to recover. You need to prepare for training. And you're getting all that there, so it's great. Does it feel like the the equalities there? You're being treated the way the men would be treated. Yeah, like obviously, like the the guys rock up, they get looked after, they get fed and watered, out to train. Obviously, it's a, it's a new thing. Not all teams have it, I'm sure. In the WSL, some do, some don't. But it should be part and parcel of the package. If you want to be an athlete, 
training as a professional, you've got to be looked after like you're a professional. You know, there's so much more to it than just rocking up on a football pitch and kicking a ball about, you know. So you've got to be ready, like sleep, it's got to be proper, rest, it's got to be proper, nutrition's got to be on point. Obviously, I struggled with that for a long time, but here we are. You said that, um, was it Sue Ronan, the Irish coach, yep. uh, always kind of said to you, Rush, you need to lose weight, like you're too big, and you didn't think at the time you were big. But she, yeah. was, she was right, because oh, looking no, she back was, in those pictures, uh-huh. you weren't healthy. No, um, she's dead right. When you see the pictures, it's funny. It's like I've been stung by several bees <laughs> on my face and I've like just ballooned up. But um, no, she was actually right. But that's you have to go away, and then you're always, um, I think, defensive looking for. I would have been like, but I can do this and I can do that and I can run. But look at my GPS, and and she'd pretty much be like, no, yeah, you're heavy. You can't move the way you should be moving. Maybe at the time it was a bit brutal to hear it, but it was right. Um, and now I look back and I'm like, God, look at the size of me. Like, how did I think I could actually? I shouldn't have been playing international football. She should have put me out the squad. She threatened to. Yeah. Um, but I've somehow managed to keep my keep my space, probably for my unreal banter. <laughs> um, but no, she was absolutely right. But the way the game's going, like we have to look after ourselves now. You have to be in condition to play, or else you're going to get exposed. And with the game going like viral now our public what's that like where everyone's watching it yeah. on the telly international the game's on the telly <laughs> so people are going to see you and like we've seen like twitter and instagram and social media can be a horrible place you're mm-hmm. going to get targeted if you know we're not doing our jobs and we're not in shape so um i'm going to try not be fat russia again <laughs> what's your thoughts say uh, you mentioned twitter and people trolling etc uh-huh. um when people say that uh, no one likes women's football mm-hmm. and no one cares about women's football what's your thoughts on that um, there's a lot of people that think it. You see comments all the time, but I just think, do you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. If that's what you think, don't watch it. But there's plenty of people that don't think that, that won't watch it. But I think we can't get caught up in that. You know, some people are just keyboard gangsters sitting behind their computer or behind their phone just typing nonsense and they probably have never kicked a football in their life. Leave them to it. Let's speak about your international career because mm-hmm. we mentioned uh, Sue Ronan there, which was probably a challenge in time for you. Um but arguably was a very good time for mm-hmm. you representing Ireland. You had some good years there. Mm-hmm. Um, then you fell out of the squad under Colin Bell. Yep. Um, and now you're back in the squad under Vera Powell. Uh-huh. Um, what's the latest with Ireland in your international career? Well, we have a... Qualifiers are starting in September. For the World Cup. I was a wee bit confused there. I forgot <laughs> what it was for. Um, yeah, so the World Cup, we've... Uh, game against Georgia squad hadn't been announced yet so fingers crossed I can make the squad but we'll see never take it for granted mm. anymore we've just got our equal pay with the men signed off which is great it's a massive step in the right direction for um, football in Ireland and hopefully some other nations will take note there's probably four or five nations that are actually only doing it I should know this but <laughs> I'm a goldfish <laughs> um but yeah, that's massive. It's massive for the um, the game. It's massive in Ireland. It's huge. It's great from the guys' team. To, you know, they've dropped their money to show a bit of equality for us, which is great. You know, we're we're training at Abbottstown, where the guys would train top-notch facilities. Um, so we're getting the backing now from the FAI, which is great. It'll help us going forward. Um, so hopefully we can crack on now and start qualifying for tournaments. 
what's interesting is um, you have played for Scotland in the past, mm-hmm. um, and of course with you having a Glasgow accent, please explain to our listeners why it is you play for Ireland, because I still feel I fight this battle for you. <laughs> Look, I was at Scotland youth teams, and I loved it. It was great. I've got so many memories. The girls, I, I know so many girls still that you know are still playing football. Some are playing for the Scottish national team. Um, there's no bad blood there whatsoever. Like I said, when I was younger, I was probably a bit immature. And um, at the time, the national team coach was Anasin Young, and um, I remember she said that I wouldn't play for Scotland for three years, and I didn't. That was fine. And then I'd came down. God, many moons ago, I'd came down. Tony Gervais had brought me down to Arsenal. Um, that didn't quite work out, but we tried. But again, don't regret it. It was great. Met so many good people, and um, and then I wouldn't be where I am now. I think Emma Barn and Kira Grant, I think Neve Fahey and Yvonne Tracy at the time. They knew I could like play for Ireland through, and, your, um, through, through your my grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, rest in peace, Nanny. Love yeah. you. She's okay. She's a legend. Yeah, and it, I came about like that. Um, and then the FAI got in touch and said, you know, would you want to come to a camp and we can see how things go. And I remember actually, I don't know if you remember, I remember a long time ago, like carrying on with Christy Murray and me saying like, I could play for Ireland. But at the time, it never really, it wasn't a thing in guys football that happened, but it wouldn't happen in women's football. Yeah. And obviously we were kids then, so, you know, it was kind of, you didn't know it could be a thing. Obviously, it's only when I came down to London and met the girls, um, they knew that that, that could happen and yeah. it sort of happened. But I don't regret it, I love it. I would never have played for Ireland had I not spent so many so many holidays in Ireland at my nanny's house. Like that's a thing. I think there's people now that play international football just to play international football. I would never have done that. Like I love being in Ireland. I love the fact that my nanny's Irish, and you know I've obviously a plastic paddy, but I wouldn't change it. And how <laughs> life, how different would my life be now if I hadn't went down that road? Mm. So like I said, there was no regrets for playing for Scotland underage. Like, let's face it, I'm born in Glasgow, you know. I'm born in Glasgow, I'm Scottish. I played for Scotland. I loved it. It was great. But then when the time came to go to Ireland, I could. And I should just add in, actually, that Anna phoned me three times and asked me to come back. But <laughs> my mind was made up. And um, There's no bad blood there. It's fine. Like, that, that's football. And had I not been as immature, it might have been a different story. But yeah. that's me and that's life. And things happen and there's no regrets for me. I love being a plastic paddy and uh, another thing that came from Ireland was you met Katie who? <laughs> yeah that's probably the biggest regret but we have to crack on need to crack on with that one now um, yeah like, like that like that would never have happened had I probably not been playing for Ireland you know first met her at an Ireland camp and um, the rest is history it was such a romantic fairy tale oh but it's not too romantic we won't say it on yeah air. we actually uh-huh. can't talk about how non-romantic it is but yeah. i remember um i just got married i mean we hadn't been well and went to dublin mm-hmm. with a uh, brogan our sister she really give her a mention man she gets all raging when she doesn't get a mention yes brogs <laughs> and a uh, dom her brother and mum and dad we went to the game and then afterwards brogs and i went to meet you for a night out and i remember looking at this but it's funny because she was a wee bit chubby back then now as well. And her, she was never fat. She was never fat because she's she was, got a six pack. She probably always had a six pack, but she would have been carried a wee bit of bloatedness around the face. Bloated around maybe. the face. Well, mm. that was probably due to the beers in her hand. But yeah. um, she was sitting like with her legs open and her tongue out <laughs> with black eyeliner down yeah. her face and these big hold hoops ears. 
and we stayed in it again. I was like, oh my god, Bruce, who's this? And uh, that was Kate McCabe. That was Kate McCabe. She stuck yeah. around, yeah. That yeah. Belter. I think I should not be happy with this, but I think I've got to take a bit of credit for making her more, like, presentable. She always <laughs> thinks she's a good dresser and stuff, and I'll give her that. I liked how she dressed, but she got rid of these stupid things in her ears <laughs> that absolutely stunk of cheese. Yeah, they stink. Yeah. She'll not be happy with this, but I'm sure she'll understand. But now she's a beautiful little lady. <laughs> But you two met at Ireland. She's now captain mm-hmm. of the uh, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. What's it like working and playing football with your girlfriend? Pure pish. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's good. Like I said, do you know what? But like, is it hard work? Be honest. Roll back a few years ago. Obviously, I think when Colin took over, and he made a few changes, and he made Kitty captain, and I got bombed out the squad. Yeah. Which was a uh, tough, but. He had his reasons for that. I don't know what they were, but you couldn't really respect them. I'd love to have been working with him because I actually think he's a very good coach. You know, I tried to make it work, but it just didn't, wasn't going to be. Um, but he gave Katie this opportunity. He obviously seen something in her. Um, and fair play to her. She grew up quick. Like, she, she had to, and she did. And I think it's funny, like, looking back, like, five years ago, and looking at where she was to looking at her now. But no, like, so it would have been tough in camp then when I knew that I wasn't in favour. I probably knew that I was, it was frustrating because I was like fit. I was in shape and I wanted it so much. And then you were kind of, the door was getting closed in you and you were like, there's nothing you could do. Except from like, I was trying, I was like, I was really trying like to change how I behaved or whatever, but that's just not going to work and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Be yourself. But um, it was frustrating. And then, obviously, as her partner at the time, things were just going so Flying well for her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were going so shite for me. So I was just caught, like, trying to be happy for her and try not to feel sorry for myself. Yeah. And it was probably hard on her because she probably felt it. She's really happy. And then she probably knew that I wasn't so happy. So, But she was good at kind of... She had to crack on. And fair play, she did. She didn't, like, slump about feeling sorry for me. She had to, you know get on with it which she has and look at her career now it's like she's flying so um fair play to her the other thing to to learn from as well is in those situations where you have been put out of favor uh-huh. um and a bit of advice from maybe young young mm-hmm. women who want to play football is that you're going to take the knocks how do you react to those knocks and how do you not become down in the dumps and feel sorry for yourself when you look back at my career, I was getting opportunities when I was younger. Never took them. Wasn't ready. Wasn't mature enough. Probably wasn't fit enough. Didn't understand the importance of the off-the-pitch stuff. I always had the talent or the ability because I loved kicking a ball about. Like, I was always comfortable with football, but I didn't have the rest. I didn't have it up in my head. I wasn't mature enough, probably. Didn't have the mentality or the mental strength to do what it takes. And now, um, like, my career is... It's, it's not plain sailing. It's not on up on up it's I'm constantly battling to get to where I want to be I'm constantly fighting I'm constantly trying and it's hard at times god like there's times where I'm like well, what is the point mm. I was speaking to Katie what month month ago two yeah. months ago and I was like right I was like is this getting to the point where I need to just like go right this is enough like what am I doing I've not got a team I'm not getting paid why am I doing this I was like but I know I'm not ready to quit I don't want to quit I want to play so badly so I know I'm not going to be a superstar, but I know I can play at the level. I know I can do a job. And I've just got that hunger to keep going. I don't want to pack it in. Like, I don't want it. I'm not ready. 
So I think for any young people, or not even young people, no matter what age they are, they might be their, their career might be going so well, and then they're going to get a knock on the road. Nothing's easy, nothing's simple. And if you want it, you're going to need to dig in and put in the work. Feel sorry for yourself for a couple of days, and then crack on. You have to look at me like, yeah, okay, I've just signed this Villa contract, but I'm going to be fighting to try and get in a team. Like yeah. I might not, I might play twice this season. I don't know, but. I want it and I want to be there so I'm going to put in the work and I'm going to try my best that's all you can do good for you uh, when you talk about that situation of getting the opportunities when you were young mm-hmm. there are plenty of players you played with then who screwed the nut mm-hmm. and who did take their chances yep. um, talk to me about some of those players who you remember when they are young and where they are now well the obvious one would be Cam Little wouldn't it like but her head was screwed on from a very young age always has been always is like now she's like just as focused as she was when she was probably 15 yeah. um but that's kim that's how she works she's mature i wasn't do you know what i mean i'm only mature as of last month <laughs> but um no that's it but you like you look at them and i'm like fair play to them there's god there's loads i'm trying to think there's like loads i've probably missed a few like yeah. who put me on the spot but they've went away and they've played football professionally for years you know they're it's their job they love it and you know they've they've done so well for themselves you can only say well done fair play to them i think there's some people now that probably because it's been so intense for so long like they probably struggle at times because that's all they've known it's all they've done Mm. but i think maybe that's where i'm i'm so keen and i want it as much now because i've had to go away and i've done different things i've had to work i've had to play part-time i've had to play not professional um, because obviously through my own fault probably maturity and then not pushing myself enough that's it I think I could have been playing here a lot longer if I'd pushed myself more but I never wanted to approach people and say look take a chance of me come on let me come and train or I was like no I'm not doing that mm. no I'm not doing that yeah uh-huh. I, remember, I remember when we just uh, just had the kids and we mm-hmm. went to see one of Katie's games the kids were only four weeks old and I remember um, you said to me, see that guy over there? Mm-hmm. And it was Matt Beard. Uh-huh. Formerly, he was at West Ham at the time. Yeah. And I said, go speak to him. Tell him yeah. you're looking for a team. And you were like, no, not uh-huh. doing that. Not uh-huh. doing that. And I was like, Risha, go and talk to him. Yeah. Like, you need him more than he needs you. Uh-huh. And you kind of knew each other then. And you said hi to each other. But at that point, I remember the week later, you said to me, I regret not going to speak it to him. Mm-hmm. It just shows you, you have to take your chances. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, the only thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to say no. Exactly. And then you won't write sound. But I think some people, like me at that time, are. You just. You don't you're want going to hurt your pride. You're yeah. going to. It's, it's hard to hear and you don't want to hear it and you're scared to hear if it is a no. But, like, that's. Like, you would be very confident. You'd happily go up and speak to a brick wall. Yeah. Um, do you know what I <laughs> mean? Yeah, but, like. give me so much great entertainment. because <laughs> they can't get a word in. But that's where. Um, yeah, people are different, but that's where, like, people mature are you know learn at different times and you know now i think i'd know what i have to do or jesus i've sent i've sent a ton of emails ton of messages and being paid but you go you tried do you know what i mean you've got to try but yeah it comes with maturity and it comes with confidence talk to me about uh who you think the best player is in the women's super league at the moment you've got to name one or i'll give you three oh right but you can't name katie because that's sad okay See, I don't like this because it goes back to this whole Ronaldo Messi argument, and I'm like, why are we comparing? It's, it's why your opinion. We... It's your opinion. It's, it's a preference, but I don't different... want you to compare anyone. I just want you to pick who you think That's, is your best. Uh, but there's different positions and stuff. Do you know? Obviously, you go up front, right? Viv, fine. 
Vivian, I mean, yeah, yeah, you see her go last night, and Vivian's lovely assist from Bev, but she just takes it in her stride, and then Dink's keeper, so natural, so calm. I wish she touched me like that. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. Um, but yeah, she's obviously one. Who else? Right, let me go for a midfielder. Oh God, there's loads. You've got Chelsea, you've got Arsenal, City, and probably City, United. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Aston Villa. <laughs> oh, you've put me on the spot. There's so many. Who like, do you just ones? like to watch? I do like Leavonte because she's so she's a bit deeper midfielder, but she's so calm on the ball. She's so gets out of wee tight spaces, swivels her hips, just keeps it simple. But it's beautiful. Hmm. Do you know? Um, she's else? also a beautiful girl. As yeah, well. she's a girl. She's a lovely girl. girl. Yeah. Um, right, that's so that's, that's two, two Arsenal, Arsenal players. So I need to move away from Arsenal. Okay. Um, but I'm just thinking who. Who's the ones that I'm like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're great, but. I'm going to go to Arsenal again. This Iwabuchi man, she is... Man at Iwabuchi. Uh-huh. Frightening. Uh-huh. But obviously I'm a bit biased to them because I'm seeing them more often. Yeah. But it's a different story when I'm chasing fucking Chelsea about the gaff. Just being quite near them. Even that Man City and stuff. Like, there's so many good players. Like, there's so many good players now because there's so many people coming in from overseas and different countries, different nationalities, they bring so much to the league and the yeah. different types of players. You've got your fast players, you've got physical players, you've got your te- technical players and tactical players. So there's just no one that I'm like, yes, you're. there's so many of them that I can't narrow it down. So I think you've done me there. What about past players then, when you were a wee girl watching female footballers? Mm-hmm. Who did who stood out to you at that time as next level? Um, back then, I think you've got to say Julie Fleeting because our goal scoring record is an absolute shambles yeah, yeah. it's a joke but didn't see her loads like in the flesh because well, you couldn't yeah it, was, uh-huh. it wasn't on telly and you yeah. weren't down here uh-huh. we get i didn't even know the telly <laughs> yeah she's a joke her her record's insane when we were young i always used to hear about this girl footballer uh-huh. julie fleeton who would fly down to london on the weekends but was a teacher in the week right in scotland when you look at her and how she changed the game mm-hmm. and how far the game's come in just a short amount of years, 15 years, 10, 15 years, yeah. it must be exciting looking ahead to how it can change again in 10, 15 years for women's football. Yeah, but it goes back to that whole thing about the visibility and now it's going to be more visible than ever. Um, and I think this, it's one of the most fastest growing sports in the world. I might have pulled that one out of my arse there, but I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. There's so many young girls playing. Obviously, the boys are still playing, always have. But the girls are really getting stuck into it now. And it's, like I said, like being in at Villa for the month there and you can see the young ones and they're really good. Like, they are really good. And, you know, they're getting stuck in against all the older girls and they're not phased. Um, Like, they've got to be ready for... It's not going to be straightforward. It's not going to be plain sailing. They're not going to be starting every game. But they're going to learn so much and it's going to make them better in a couple of years' time when they're ready to start playing. Um, but like there's people that'll be watching it on TV now they'll flick on TV and they'll see it and they'll be like oh. like that's there I can do that I can that's, see it I can I, be it I yeah. can be it yeah. that can be my job do you know what I mean that's what's exciting I think about even with uh, Republic of Ireland women announcing uh-huh. the equal pay it's not just about the payment because no. it's a, it's just about the opportunity you know when you were young uh-huh. you couldn't turn on TV and see girls playing football yeah. you would never have seen that no Whereas now young girls turn on the TV and they're going to be able to see uh-huh. what their job might, that, that career that they might want to go down, you uh-huh. know, and that when you can see it, you can be it. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's so important and that's the exciting thing. 
I think it's worth mentioning, like the Rico Pay, it's never been about the money. Mm-hmm. It never has been about the money. You don't go to Ireland to get paid. Do you know what I mean? You go to play for your country, like you go to represent Ireland. And that's what it's always about. But it's good the way life has gone. We need equality. Do I want the women's game to be getting the same money? Like the guys are getting? No, because it's ridiculous. And I don't know how you can be keep switched on and keep focused and keep driven. You could stop caring. Like, I'm not saying this happens, but I do think there's people out there that are getting paid ridiculous amounts of money that they lose their sort of way with it because everything's so easy for them. They can get everything they want. They can do everything they want. They become like a... You're a celebrity in your own right for what you do on the pitch. But then you've got so much money that nothing else matters. Your morals go, do I want that to happen? No. Do I think that, you know, people should be going for 189 million? No. How can you say that one human being is worth 189 million and you've got somebody... They can't put a pair of shoes on their feet. It's not right. It's not normal. Like, that's sad. I think there could be a, a wage cap, and I'd be fine with that. Um, But, you know, people will be sitting going, you're mad, you don't know what you're talking about, but that's just my opinion, so... Fair enough. Um, What's your ambition in life? You know, say, how, yeah. how many years do you want to play in the Women's Super League for? Honestly, I'm 31 now. I think if I could get to 34 or 35 and be a professional, I'd be happy, but that goes back to me probably wasting years and not playing at a high enough level mm. so I'd like to play at a higher level for as long as I can as long as I'm fit and healthy and injury free okay um when you retire from mm-hmm. football or playing football what's your career goal then stripper <laughs> only fans we have been talking about that to be fair yeah. you can make some good money from that <laughs> I'm not against anyone that does it if you've got to make money and that's the way to do it do it <laughs> I'd be absolutely fine with that I know people don't want to hear that is it wrong how's it wrong do you know what I mean <laughs> uh, what about your coaching because you're doing yeah. your badges just now as well aren't you so I actually had done a PT course anyway <laughs> I'd done my anatomy exam which was woeful absolutely dreadful <laughs> so and um, if I fail it I've not got the results back so I'm waiting on results so the only thing I really have to do is a practical which I can hopefully get sorted at a later date if I need to pay extra money that you can pay and help me <laughs> <laughs> become that qualified PT but that's probably not going to happen because I'll probably fail anatomy you get fat but, again yeah but I'm doing my UEFA B through the FAI right obviously it's it's stalled it's quite slow because of Covid okay and um, I think you would like to go into coaching would that be mm. women's football men's football what's your I thoughts I think like I wouldn't mind working with guys or boys at times yeah fine I'd be open to both but obviously I'm in the women's game so it'd be nice to try and help people coming through Um, don't think I want to be a manager yet. I think that's a long, long, long um, time away. But I would love to get involved and be a coach and be doing more individual work with players because I think at times that can be neglected. Um, I do think players have a responsibility to go to coaches and ask to do certain things, but it's tough because there's not a lot of time when you're training, you've got a set time and stuff. But I do think it's beneficial to get players and you know try and help them work on their weaknesses or what they want to get better at or things that they're good at to help them keep working on that. I think I'd be I'd have a wee bit of detail for that. Cool. Are you fulfilled? What does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Are you living life to the full? I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. It's not all roses and unicorns. Unicorns up there, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do. So yeah, I'm on I'm on that on that right path. What would you say is the dream moving forward? The dream? 
What's uh-huh. the dream? Because you have a tattoo on you that oh, yeah. says dream big and then there's one underneath it that says dream bigger. Yeah. So what's the dream that you're dreaming about? Um, who really knows? <laughs> the dream is to, like I said, fulfil where I want to be in football. Okay? Hopefully qualify for a major tournament, mm-hmm. which is going to be very, very tough, but we'll see what happens. Play for as long as I can, be injury free. God, I could go out tomorrow, touch wood. And break my leg and then you're out you could do it like this is football and you don't know what's around the corner but you just have to be ready and prepared then work in football being a coach have a family have a house have a dog have a kitten have a horse uh, and just yeah just be happy just be happy and you know life's not easy life's not simple but move forward it's going to be tough ride it out and move forward that's it that's what I've done with my life and I'm going to keep doing that Anybody in your life you would like to thank for bringing you here so far? <clears throat> Probably my old man, because he, as a kid, I was actually a mute as a child, which is weird. People don't believe that, but I didn't speak to oh, anyone. You're so annoying. And he dropped me off everywhere, took me to football. He'd do the talking, whatever, and I'd just stand there behind him like a wee gimp. Um, but like he, he took me everywhere from my young age to a teenager until I could start driving and my mum obviously like she helped out too but uh, she didn't like me as a footballer at times because I was a wee brat you used to and ruin her Sundays yeah. every time getting yeah. in fights and now all she does is worry about my football which is a shame um, but no I thank both of them because they, they've gave us all a good opportunity at life they've done all they can um, it'd be nice to say, uh, help them back so they could stop working and running themselves into the ground but that's what parents do don't they that's so big up to them congratulations on signing at Aston Villa I hope it's a good season I hope you find happiness through football Thank thanks you. for having me bye so what did you think I thought that was a really interesting conversation of course maybe I'm biased because she's my sister but it's nice to have these conversations with people and get to know them and how they feel about themselves on their past mistakes, on their life lessons. I think that's really interesting to take from that interview. Um, And I think it's a huge life lesson for everyone. You know, if you still love something and you're really committed to doing it, then don't let anyone tell you you cannot and keep working your backside off, work your socks off and you will get there. That is what I'm taking from that podcast. With my sister, Rusha Littlejohn, thank you for listening. Please like, please share, uh, please spread the word on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much again for being with me and I will be back with you very, very soon in a couple of weeks. Bye.